ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. Check out this record. My name is Frank, and with me is my good buddy, Mark. We're on a voyage to Planet Claire, Frank. Good old buddy. Yes. Thank you for joining us. We're syndicated via Redline Radio LLC out of Cleveland, Ohio. Redline! You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Be sure to boogie over to YouTube Agogo and see Frank's ruggedly handsome face and ask yourself, how did any woman marry that other fat peach? <laughs> For any new listeners out there, this is the podcast where Mark and I recommend albums to each other and review them. We have a wide variety of musical discussions, like our Spotlight series, where we dig into a band's catalog and see what comes out on the other side. Yeah, and in our verse series, we'll pit two bands against each other, and Frank and I will duke it, over, duke it out over which one is better. Plus, our top 10 list will have you yelling at your phone about all the great bands we left out. But it's our show, so go take a hike. That's right. Start your own show, pal. <laughs> so be sure to check us out on Instagram and now on our new Facebook group. We have lots of fun in there. We'd like to drop additional content that will hopefully hopefully <laughs> leave you wanting more of our musical goodness. And of course, Mark's random nonsense, of course. Uh, if you have a record you want us to check out, drop us a line. We're friendly people. Comment wherever you find us. While you're at it, subscribe. Give us a review and a rating and all that good stuff. So now I'm going to say this. Mark! How are you, my man? Hey Frank, it's uh, it's summertime and I'm sweating from places I didn't know I could. Hey, uh, but you know, thank the stars for the cosmic trip to chill out on. Uh, really looking forward to diving into this record. It's it's been a really fun week out in the heat to be <laughs> to be dancing to this album. I'm I'm really excited about this week. Love dancing. Love it, man. So in this episode, we're looking at a pioneering new wave band, and a new wave is a good time. And I happen to dig it. And before we got before we get now into the meat and potatoes of the band and the album that we'll be highlighting, hey man, let's do a top ten. Top yeah, 10. absolutely. What do you got in mind? I love a good summer road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was honestly your suggestion as well. So what we're gonna do is a top ten summer road trip playlist. Okay. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Now, usually we do go back and forth on top tens, but right now what we're going to do is because they are playlists, so we want to present them to you as a playlist, we're going to go through 10 and then 10. Mark, I'm going to start if that's cool with you, my man. Yeah, I spent like five minutes putting this thing together. It's going to be perfect. Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. So here's my top 10 summer road trip playlist. I tried to balance this between not choosing all punk songs or 80s tunes and also what we would play as a family on our summer road trips. Uh, This is probably the most poppy you will get us here, folks. So take advantage of this. All right. So there we go. First one in no particular order, but actually, no, it is an order because it's a playlist, right? So I would say Beach Boys from Weezer. The song's Beach Boys from Weezer. It's from their 2017 album, Pacific Daydream. The song was on loop during one of our road trips a couple of years back. It's a great summer chill song. Has some Clash style guitars with Beach Boys harmonies. I love that combination. Uh, that's what Weezer tried to set out on that album. And, and I think they did it. So How could um, you go wrong with that? And not at all, my man. <laughs> Next is, uh, it's actually three songs, but it's a saga. It's the California Saga by the Beach Boys, actually, right? Ooh. So speaking of the Beach Boys, it's from their 1973 album, Holland. Uh, it's three tracks. The parts are Big Sur, The Beaks of Eagles, and California. Uh, I clumped it all into one choice. It's an interesting track in their catalog. Uh, it's got spoken word stuff going on, a lot of, a lot of sounds. It's very 
during the height of their experimental times, which really kind of passed Pet Sounds. It's basically experimental, um, but it, it's really an interesting track. Makes me think of summer. So California Saga by the Beach Boys. Way to cheat, but it is your playlist. It so is. Do we, so do you. Right. So mine's actually more than 10 songs. <laughs> so next is Summer's Out of Sight by Black Audio. Uh, I love all that AFI and Davey Havoc does. This is Davey and Jade. This is their side project. Uh, I don't listen to much electronic or synth, but this is like dark new wave, and it's a killer track, killer song, killer hook, talks about summer. Um, it, I I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So that's more of a recent tune. Uh, the next one is Girlfriend is Better, the live version from the Talking Heads. Such a great band, a great track. The studio version is awesome, but the energy of this song, uh, I, I just love it. Um, David Byrne in the video came out in his big signature suit, uh, and, and it's just it's a fun it's a fun track too. So it's a great track, especially on a road trip. Next one I have is I Sat by the Ocean, Queens of the Stone Age. I'll admit I need more schooling with Queens, but this track is from their uh, 2013 album, Like Clockwork. I like it a lot. It's great. And, of course, the ocean makes me makes me think of summer. So um, this was on constant loop for a while, this song, and, and I really like it. And the acoustic version is really good, too. Um, next we have love is a battlefield, Pat Benatar. I've mentioned this before my summer in the Pocono stories, uh, what Pat Benatar, I didn't go on, wait, I didn't go on vacation with Pat Benatar in the Pocono. Just, just it sounds that. like you went on vacation with Pat Benatar in the right. Pocono. Yeah. After saying that, it sounds like I did. I did exactly. not go on vacation with Pat Benatar in the Poconos. Uh, Pat however, Benatar, if you're listening, Frank would love to go on vacation with you specifically in the Poconos. Yeah, tell your husband Neil. I am sorry. I am. I am just stating a story that occurred when I was driving in the Poconos and Love on a Battlefield, <laughs> Love is a Battlefield <laughs> was playing, and we all said it would be a great show to go to. And the trees cleared, and there's the sign for Pat Benatar and Neil Gerardo live in in the town that was there. So uh, that that was the soundtrack of, of that summer. My daughters love that song. The live version is also killer. So again, just to restate, I did not go on vacation to the Poconos with that vendor. So <laughs> uh, the killers run away. I love the killers so much. This track is off the Battleborn album. It's a nice full rock sound with those signature eighties influences. It's a great song to ride to windows down again. My girls love it. Uh, it's a big request. So here we got Big Empty by Stone Temple Pilots. It's another one that I have a spe specific association with the song. Uh, it came out in May of 94, and a couple months after that in July, we went on a road trip. Uh, it was a regular during that, cars, that car ride, uh, so I had the cassette. That's right, folks, cassette freaking tapes. So that was in there. I rewound it, listened to that song again, Big Empty, STP. Um, What's a road trip without the band, The Cars, right? So since I held you, uh, this is uh, a song from their Candy O album. I could have picked a few more Cars tunes in here, but this is one of my favorite from them. So I always like to jam this one. You didn't, you didn't want to just throw a whole Cars album in while you're while you're at it, Mr. Yeah. Cheating with my playlist? I know. I, my, my playlist is suddenly just massive. I don't abide by any rules. Just so yeah. <laughs> Our 10-track playlist is now 247 songs. Three and a half hours of music. Yeah, I'm a total disappointment man it, on these lists. It, it pays like two of your toll booths for you. <laughs> how long this playlist is? That's right. <laughs> That's right. 
And lastly, we're going to go Texas and Tennessee by Lucero. I'm getting a little country in here, my man. This is from their 2013 EP of the same name. Classic heartfelt Rootsy Lucero here. Uh, I remember this on our Tennessee road trip particular, which is why it made the list because it actually did make an actual playlist when we were driving through Tennessee. So those are my top 10. Say what you want about the California saga. I clumped it into one song and that's what we got. I get, I get two questions about your playlist. I would love to, Yeah. Two I more questions wait. about your playlist. Okay. Question one. Yes. Did you go to Tennessee with Pat Benatar? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Just making sure. No. Okay. Question with two. Lucero. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, <laughs> it's not part of the list. We didn't plan this. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw one out. You here at you. Yeah. The number one song you are going to have to sit through with utter hatred in your heart because your girls are going to make you listen to it on this playlist. What is it? Oh my God. Oh, you mean on, on this playlist or, or you oh, mean no, 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 on, on the road trip on the road trip? Excuse me. Oh, that's easy. It's going to be anything by Justin Timberlake uh, <laughs> because, because I'm going to be in a car and, and the girls are going to request it. My sister's going to request it and I'm going to be doomed. So anything by him, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in for trouble. All right. Well, yeah. thank you for answering. Honestly, I'll be sure to text your sister and tell her that. Yeah, tell, um, her, tell her to play all the Justin Timberlake songs. <laughs> so uh, my 10 uh, songs for a summer road trip uh, hopefully playlist. They're, hopefully um, they're 10, by the way, and not, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's actually, it's it's six songs. I, I, I told you, I only took five minutes to put this together. No, um, look, I'm going super cliche here. I want as like much car and driving as possible. Um, I want the windows all the way down. I want you screaming as loud as you can. So number one, the man, the myth, the legend, Tom Petty, running down a dream. You know, this is just a perfect song for pulling out onto the highway, putting your gas on the pedal, and just going straight towards adventure, man. Tom Petty, it's just, it's just an oh. awesome summer road trip song. Uh, and of course, you're going to back that up as soon as you come down from Tom Petty. Little Clash, brand new Cadillac, right? Love we're it. Gonna, we're going to really just roll those windows down if they aren't already. Get your shoulders shake on a little bit and just, just sing it good and loud. Oh, great uh, choices, man. Great choices. My next one's going to be the Gaslight Anthem, uh, Old White Lincolns. Just all the fantasy-laden lyrics about cars and romance that, that a road trip really needs, right? Just that feeling of being in a car and thinking about cars and what's going on around you. Just such a fun way to, to listen to music while you're, you're just watching trees and cars pass you. Really fun. And might I add, a lot of those, uh, most of those references are Tom Waits references who wrote Old 55, and it just it blends nicely to the whole road trip. So, mm -hmm. uh, At number four for me, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw just a straight punk rock cover at you. We're doing Me First in the Gimme Gimme's Country Roads, you know, the John Denver classic, right? Uh, I just love how rock and the gimme's make it. And you can still sing along all the words at the top of your lungs, have a great time. It's just got a little more energy. Yeah. Old, uh, JD gave it. There you so, go. At number five, because I know uh, the girls like a little classic rock and roll now and then, we're doing Chuck Berry, Route 66. I oh, mean, they love it. Yeah. Signature classic <laughs> rock and roll um, with all the hallmarks of just like driving across the country. Uh, you know, it makes the, the license plate game a little bit cuter. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, love it. You know, if you haven't read the title of this episode yet and you don't know what's coming, uh, I picked a song not off the album we're doing just to keep things fun, but it's the B-52s in Love Shack, baby. It's a dance party in your car. Yes. Right? Uh, don't be afraid to just, just follow the signs to the Love Shack. 
Shaq, baby. <laughs> I'm in such a good mood because we've been listening to the B-52s. Oh, I know. It's amazing. Uh, anyways. Definitely lighter than those Fugazi episodes. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Um, speaking of lighter than Fugazi, uh, the Ramones. We're going to Rockaway Beach, Frank. Mm. Look, you have to have somewhere, uh, some sort of destination when you're on these trips. Why not hang out under the boardwalk, sniffing glue with the coolest band that ever sniffed glue under a boardwalk, the Ramones. Rockaway and and, and the girl, this is another track the girls love, and I've yeah. been to Rockaway Beach, and uh, yeah, they love the Ramones, and uh, great song. Great yeah. song. Look, number eight, you're going to get stuck in some traffic, right? So you're going yeah. to need some heavy metal therapy. Why not Lemmy deliver some of that headbanging right to your dashboard? Motorhead rules. I'm going with their cover of Whiplash. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So at some point, you're going to pull into some cheap motel, right? You're going to put the girls to bed. You're going to sneak to the local motel bar or dive bar adjacent. You're going to order a couple cheap, shitty beers. You're going to go to the jukebox that, for whatever reason, is hooked up to the internet. You're going to type in Go Go Bordello. Think locally, fuck globally, and you're going to turn this little white trash piece of shit bar into a Euro trash acoustic rave. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the highlight of the trip. You and your wife are going to have a blast to it, and your sister's just going to shake her head. Uh, it's going to be a, such a good time. And the girls are back sleeping, right? Is that what they're doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I wouldn't okay. turn the lyrics in front of them. Okay. Not a monster. <laughs> right. And number 10, um, I think you're surprised that we haven't mentioned the boss yet up to this point in our list. Cause you know that Frank and I just love the boss, uh, right? We're talking Springsteen, the classic born to run just Frank, wait till the sun's coming down. You're driving, you know, after a barbecue or a day at the beach and just let the boss open your mind to all the possibilities the world could be as you're running free. I love it. Yeah. Love that's it. my, that's my 10 track playlist. Look at that. Ooh. And you, kept it, and you kept friend. it at 10. I know. I know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I also picked Beethoven's 12th, 13th, 17th, and 94th uh, Sonata. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Did- yeah. Just so that I can have an arrogant playlist like you. <laughs> so now I'm going to have to ask you, right, as you asked yeah. what basically is my worst nightmare, driving in a road trip. Uh, is oh. yours just you two, or what would be yours? Yeah, you know, any U2 would be terrible for me stuck in a car for a long time. Like, right. if U2 were stuck in a CD player, I would, I'd just walk. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty terrible. Um, like, if you're, if just radio's not working and, like, you have this random U2 disc, you have to just sit and listen yeah, to it all the whole time. Uh, I mean, that's, that's not going to present a good s- situation for you. No, no, the trip's over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the trip's <laughs> over. <laughs> the trip's over. Um, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> You two would definitely be like a serious, like, oh, we're not doing this. But also, like, if I got stuck with somebody who wanted like an all hair metal playlist, <laughs> right? Like, any Bon Jovi album, I'm out. Any yeah. like, um, you know, uh, Striper, any of that garbage. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. I'm not sitting in the car that long. Yeah. Imagine if you if there was just a loop of three songs and the three songs are Aerosmith's "Crazy," "Crying," and "Amazing." Could you imagine if those three had to be in a Ooh. loop? That's a tough. That one would too. be tough. That'd be really tough. I really when I was uh, when I was but a boy, I really liked that Aerosmith album "Get a Grip." Yeah, I'm pretty sure all three of those are on that. Uh, if if not all three, at least two are. Two out of the three, and then like I think one of them's from Pump. Um, 
possibly. Yeah, but just those three songs, I would I would go crazy. I yeah. would just imagine Alicia Silverstone as a telephone pole and drive right the fuck. <laughs> Oh, amazing. I should do that. Wim- violence Against Women is wrong. I would imagine it's Steven Tyler, and I would drive right the fuck into Wait, <laughs> Violence Against Women is wrong. Um, I don't know. Joe Perry. Yeah. But Violence okay. Against Women is wrong, though. So but Violence Against Women is wrong. Not drive your car into a telephone pole and imagine it's a woman. That's fucked up. That is. That Thank is. you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that, by the way. Or Aerosmith. That's fucked or, up. Yes. Yes. Those guys are, those guys are old and shitty and... I'm not condoning this at all. For, for no. The record. No. <laughs> so, Mark, let, let, let's talk here. I got a question. What do you call a beehive hairdo shaped to resemble the nose cone of an aircraft? Well, I didn't know that there was more than one look to a beehive hairdo. But it's got to be like a flock of seagulls and uh, an oingo boingo? Is, mm. it, uh, is it the human leak? Wait. Mm. Wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's a B-52! That's right. That's right. So that is what this episode is on. Yes, the B-52s from Athens, Greece. No, Athens, Georgia. Just kidding. Original lineup is Fred Schneider, Kate Pearson, siblings Cindy and Ricky Wilson, and drummer Keith Strickland. Now, of course, listen, guys. Love Shack and girls. Love Shack and Rome are what we most associate them with. And, and of course, yeah, when, when we think of them, that, that's how it is. Those are very, very iconic hits. Um, and I always really had like a, a weird vibe with them. And, and I know a lot of people out there, um, you know, really have a more legitimate view about them. So my view changed when I was watching a documentary on the U.S. festival or US Festival, as it was called, that took place in San, San Bernardino uh, in 1982. And I saw the B-52s perform. Um, of course, on the documentary, not live, um, their whole set, and they ended with the song uh, Strobe Light. And I was like, oh, I was like, wait a minute. First of all, these songs are just, again, not what I presumed were what the B-52's catalog was at the time. Uh, it's catchy. It was fun. It had energy. The weird guitar and the keyboard sounds represented like the band's sci-fi love. They embodied the 60s pop culture. Um, they had a little punky attitude. And I was like, man, I was like, my perception was completely wrong. That was a while ago. So obviously I, I, I learned more about them from there. Um, but that's when kind of that light bulb moment went out uh, off for me on the B-52s. Mark, what, what about you? Your take on the band and, and all that good stuff. So I love the B-52s. Um, with that said, for a long time, I didn't tell fucking anyone about it. They were a total guilty pleasure because I thought it wasn't cool to like the B-52s. I'm going to tell you right now, that is wrong. It is mm. 100% cool as fuck. I can like the B-52s. I can uh, you know, But I think like a lot of young men my age, I fell in love with them watching the Love Shack video on MTV. It was fun. Uh, you know, it had this sense of adventure. Um, and you know what? They, they didn't care if it fit in. They didn't care if it didn't sound like what else was going on in the music around them. They just wanted to be themselves. And it was such a cool and such a refreshing thing. I really wish... I had embraced them more much earlier than I did. Yeah. And felt more free to talk about it. Okay. How's that? There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So listen, when we get to the debut self-titled album release on July 6, 1979, which four days, uh, uh, after actually four days before this is released is 41 years old just for the record. So think about that. That's older than the both of us, right? Not Uh, combined. No. 
No, 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 not combined. I'm talking not each combined. of us individually. Right. <laughs> I am the older one here, folks. So <laughs> just to, just to it's say. Like Frank plus the age of one of his kids. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Maybe. Thank you. Maybe. Uh, uh, no. If no. you cut her in half. <laughs> half of her kid in half. There you go. The young one, right? <laughs> so this debut album, right off the bat, I mean, it, it really, it's the cement for the band's fan base. Uh, has these uh, kitschy lyrics, the light lighthearted moods, sci-fi atmosphere, hooks galore, and that new wave kind of punk attitude, and it gained them attention right off the bat. So uh, I, I think let's jump right in. And Mark, you want to talk a little bit about that cover? Yeah, you know, the cover is is so weird and cool. Um, and the cover really sells the album, which is just that. It's weird and cool. You know, it's 1979, but we're looking at this classic late 60s, pop culture, hipster ensemble, um, you know, you're just looking at the band. I love, this is what we look like. Get whatever you think this is going to be. Um, you're not ready for it. And if you don't know what you're getting yourself into and you just throw this first record from the B-52s, the self-titled album on, uh, you've got a, the most fun surprise coming. Yeah. Totally. This look encompassed the pop culture that they were trying to emulate. Uh, and indeed, I guess they were uh, the, the hipsters of the time. And just for the record, we've gotten called this. And I'd like to say neither Mark nor I are what you would call a hipster. We are. Brian. Yes. Yes. We are. We are. <laughs> My retort is we are truth tellers. So there you go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can call me a hipster if you want, but I can't get out of these tight pants. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trust me, folks, neither, neither of us are getting into tight pants. So, <laughs> yeah, so we, Mark, let's, uh, why don't you kick it off? We got the first track here on the album. Absolutely. Planet Claire. Frank, uh, you remember that opening track to the Blues Brothers? Oh, sure do. She caught, she caught the Katie is the name of that song. Of course. Uh, this is, it, it's kind of that similar opening groove. I call this rolling music. You know, when you're rolling down the street. Anyways, Planet <laughs> Claire starts like that. And then we get this awesome kind of sci-fi keyboard kicked in. Um, and it just, it does exactly what it says it's going to do. It takes you to this other planet. One of the things I love about the B-52s is that lyrically, they appear kind of silly and over the top. And, and in some cases, they are. But the lyrics are almost more of just a, a, a format, like a... Uh, an instrument for them to use their voices so that yeah. they can play with the sounds the rest of the band is making. And it's just so awesome. The, the tones and the textures they can add to a really musically proficient band. This band has got chops and the, the vocal performances just elevate it so much to that. And, you know, Planet Claire is just a perfect sci-fi example of why this band is so cool. Yeah, you bring up such a good point with that because everything is intentional from the voices, from the little keyboard sounds uh, to the tambourines, to the tuning of the guitar, the, the style of the drum. It's all of that that comes together really to create this unique sound. And them being just characters in themselves is why this band is this band works and why they are unique right so plan claire we get the spaceship beats and the surfy sci-fi guitar riff right out of the 60s batman show with adam west uh and that dance uh just so you know was coined the batuzi for all you fans out there right so with the v and the eyes and those seeing us on youtube are turning it off right now but hey man it's okay <laughs> tight sounds here uh, all being played together and the long intro and the build-up is nice and then you get that 
classic Fred Schneider witty vocal delivery, which is which is really contagious, and I like that. Uh, the guitar playing almost here matches the same volume of the vocals, and I also like that. I think that's really, really cool. Uh, everything in the song is nice and clean and audible, and when his voice gets a little rougher, it almost reminds me of like a lighthearted version of uh, the band The Cramps. So mm-hmm. uh, totally, totally digging this. And a side note, I do love The Cramps. So uh, we have the next song is 52 Girls. We get Kay Pearson and Cindy Wilson here on the dual vocals backed by the punky jangly guitar which also, which sounds cool uh lyrically it's fun and they are literally mentioning several girls names in this song we get kate and cindy mentioned and even jackie o uh the the energy of this song really encompasses that whole new wave punk energy uh ricky wilson gives a great performance with his guitar playing uh another tune i i thought was really cool mark yeah i just love this song in case you didn't think this was a rock band. Here's the smoking gun. Okay. Exactly. It's not just a great groove. Uh, it's got this fun tambourine shaking in the back. Uh, and you nailed it. You know, Frank, that jangly guitar mm. is almost used like a machine gun to cut through everything else. Um, and it pairs perfectly with the vocal performance. Yeah. Uh, plus the title, 52 Girls. You know you're listening to the B-52s, 52 Girls. Is this a cryptic clue to the meaning of the band's name? Could be. Track three is called Dance This Mess Around, right? Um, yeah, that is correct. I don't know why I asked right. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I love Ron the, Burgundy. <laughs> and I'm Ron Burgundy. Anyways, um, I love the opening 60s vibe on this one. Uh, the bells set in the background. It sounds like somebody brought their kids a uh, little xylophone in. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and what's really cool here, the, the vocal performance from Cindy where she really is crooning in the opening and using her voice to lure the listener in. And then uh, like a weapon, like a shotgun, she just blasts you away uh, with her screaming. And then Fred joins in and they have fun naming all these fun little dances. Um, (laughs) Can all those dances be real? Those can't be real. The hip okrit. Like, I don't know. Um, and then bang, she's yelling at you again and everything in the world is right. Like this just feels so perfect, you know? Yeah. Hey Frank, now don't tell, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I, I used Frank's name instead of Fred. So it threw me <laughs> off because I was laughing at my own joke. Hey Frank, now don't that make you feel a whole lot better now? What'd you say? <laughs> uh, it makes me feel a whole lot better now. Love I'm having it. fun with this, folks. Fuck you if you don't like it. <laughs> I love it. And you know, what made me think, because you mentioned the Blues Brothers earlier too, and what made me... Uh, I thought of that scene with, with Ray Charles where they're going through all the dances, the phony mm. baloney, the monkey, and the twist and all that stuff. And the flock. Yeah, and the flock. Do the bird. Do the bird. Uh, I, I, love, I love that song. Um, but, yeah, it made me think of that, too, when you're, when you're listing off all the, the names of the, uh, the dances. Um, so, cool. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so this track, I love it. Cindy here on lead vocals. And the verses, again, remind me of the, of the cramps. I love her screaming on the on the verses. It's so cool. It's inside of the B-52s that I don't think most casual fans knew existed. Uh, with the dance and the title, you can, without a doubt, get down, as the young kids would say to the song. <laughs> um, Is that what the young kids are saying, Frank? Uh, maybe. I I'll have to ask them. <laughs> Yeah, I should. Schneider's vocals are a nice change here in a in a lyrical perspective of the tune as well. Uh, Even though the song's about dancing, I think it's steadily their most aggressive thus far, uh, and I like that. So yeah, I think the the way they balance it right with Cindy singing the lead and then Fred popping in where he needs to. It's this really great play, almost like dueling guitar solos, where this 
the B-52 show off how smart and creative they are. And it's just such a fun way. Like she says his name in the song. So you really get that they are dancing, that they really are doing this kind of like little, fun. it's just such a cool fucking song, man. Yeah. And again, you know, it made me just think of the, the overall creativity. I mean, they're yeah. using like these songs as, as little pieces, as little dialogue pieces and the different singing and the different singers and it all plays into their, their, it, whether it was intentional or not, it was done brilliantly. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Um, here we go. Rock Lobster. All right, Mark. So here it is. Rock Lobster, our inside jokes uh, for, for years. Uh, we would just say Rock Lobster and, and just get a kick out of it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a good time. 60s guitar riff and vibe all over the place. Guitar tune to see, which bands weren't doing a lot of in the late 70s. So that goes, again, to show you the innovative nature. I mean, it's the Batuzzi meets a beach party. So, you know, if, again, on YouTube, you could see us doing this, this Batuzzi dance. I mean, that's just the song, right? You know, it's a beach party. Um, John Lennon actually was on a musical hiatus to raise his son, Sean. And when he heard the song, he mentioned it sounded like, Yoko's uh, music so uh, I'm sure that had uh, you know an influence on him in, in some way shape or form it's close to seven minutes so it is long but it's a good time and it's perfect to play at those nostalgia parties I would love to know what he was on when he said that because Yoko <laughs> wishes for everything that she has ever been that she could ever sound as cool as the B fucking 52. Get out of here, Yoko. Um, anyways, you nailed it. You know, it's, it's 50 surf meets sixties group, fun sci-fi lyrics. Um, you know, uh, and it just lets the band show off like all the cool things they know how to do. It's, it's just such a fun track. It is you know, like, it's, you know, this song, you love this song. It's over the top and it's ridiculous, but it's perfect. It is. It, it is. Be anything else. The uh, the next track halfway uh, almost halfway through the album lava lava uh, this song is just so cool too man it's it's just a fun rock tune on the surface about ra- lava and volcanoes right and they they spin it lyrically into a song about how passionate they are and they're just comparing their love compa- passion to uh to volcanoes and lavas man it's hot <laughs> that love is hot um you know I do love about halfway through the 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 girls do like this fifties um kind of talking yeah uh, a little bit like you know like they're in love with the the singer of a motorcycle gang type of thing yeah Um, but it's just all volcano references and it's just so ridiculous um you know and the the harmonizing which is one of the things this band does better than anyone uh but nobody talks about it the the harmonizing in the background in this thing so good phenomenal yeah yeah. Great song. I'm loving the distorted guitar intro. It's, it's heavier than the previous songs. And I really see here kind of their formation and, and solidification as a legitimate band. Like it's lighthearted um, as they are, but they, it's like they took their talents and really, again, played them to the strengths of each individual. They knew uh, Cindy's brother, Ricky, was a really good guitar, uh, guitarist and that's on display. You know, they, I think they really knew his guitar chops were there. And again, that, that was on display. They knew he had something unique uh, with these three vocalists. So again, you're playing that to your advantage, which I really like that they did that. Uh, they all present, again, a different style. It works with the alternating lines being sung. Just another, another fun song, man. What can I say? Mm-hmm. So, Mark, there's a moon in the sky called... The moon? The moon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Words to describe this song. Punky, funky, groovy, cosmic, and just a good time. We get the planets. Even our dear friend 
Pluto gets a reference, which to me will always be a planet. Screw you people out there. It's a planet. It's a planet. It's a planet. And this is the scientific uh, platform Frank's willing to die on. So That's right. Exactly. That's right. So come at me. <laughs> the uh, Van Allen belt, uh, Kryptonite, Andromeda, they're all referenced here. What can I say other than the next party I am having after quarantine is over? Uh, I'm playing this album. Yeah. Um, look, I, I, you guys know it's coming at this point, right? Um, I love this straightforward dance number about fucking space. Uh, it's just so cheeky and fun. Come on. Here, here, there's a moon in the sky. It's called the moon. Everybody's there. Yeah. I, I know people will say I'm overthinking this, but honestly, I, I think this song showcases how forward thinking the band was that in 1979, they saw themselves as part of the space age and just embraced what they thought that concept should be. Yeah. And this is just a great example of them putting that into reality, right? What did that space, uh, space age mean? And, yeah. and here you really get them just opening it up and living in, in the majesty of it, you know? Like, yeah. I want to go to this party. I know. I know. I'll let um, Maybe we'll broadcast it here. So. <laughs> we should. We should. Uh, everybody dance, dress up like you're from a, a, a space movie, and we'll have a good time. So uh, track number seven. Uh, Hero Workshop. Uh, this is, uh, it's, it's actually one of my favorite tracks on the album. Um, really different than, than most of the other stuff on it. I'm going to quote a big chunk of the lyrics because for a band that's not known for thoughtful lyrics, I think this song is extremely thoughtful um, and really well put together. It's, you know, it's personal uh, and really encompasses that moment where you see somebody that you fall in love with turn into a piece of shit. Um, so I'm, here we go. Um, my apologies for uh, my voice and that I could never sing this as well as she does. So <laughs> motor, motor, brokenhearted, rusted, rooted, falling apart, a lock of hair, a belt he wore. It's not enough. I want more. God, give me his soul. God, give me his soul. Heroes falling to the ground like hell's magnets pulls me down on my knees. I try to please his eyes, his idle eyes. Yet for a band known for kitschy lyrics, those are some really powerful and well-delivered lyrics. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's amazing how you can put on this facade and still have this, this cream-filled center of just absolute seriousness that really resonates in a very cool way. Yeah. And, and moral of the story folks is do not worship your idols. Cause you'll be disappointed <laughs> or, yeah. or, or like me getting Twitter fights with them. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> still not listening to the thrice anyway. So uh, oh, I thought that was a Bengals reference. Oh, <laughs> that's a, that's a personal reference. <laughs> okay. Oh, we'll we'll say that story for another time folks. I've mentioned it on a previous episode, my friend. That's right. <laughs> so Cindy here again with the lead vocals and is her vocals are always unheralded to me because I always knew about Schneider and he was a great frontman. He is a great frontman and a showman. Uh, and of course, as a young boy, I had a huge crush on Kate. Um, but Cindy really, uh, as well as both of the Wilsons, just impressed me. Uh, another kind of early post-punk tune that comes together so well with all the instruments. And, you know, I can't top uh, the uh, 
you know, anything else to say because you really laid it out there with those lyrics. So just, just yeah. a cool track overall. And again, showcases how uh, awesome they are. Next we get six, zero, six, zero, eight, four, two, eight, six, seven, five. Oh, come on. Nine. It, it, no, I know. <laughs> it's six, oh, six, oh, not six, zero, six. Oh, geez. What kind of monster are you? Ugh. <laughs> the monster who calls zeros zeros apparently <laughs> they're o's sir <laughs> oh man so with the song being about a phone number or you know, something you have to dial to uh you know the kids today again will reference this operators re- referenced they they don't know what it is but it's a time capsule of sorts but it's cool maybe think of jenny eight six seven five three oh nine and the replacements answering machine so crazy how technology was such a fixture in life and society and that's what was written about at that time again listen not much to say and that's not a bad thing other than it's a, again another fun tune that's that's great to listen to you know i don't know what else to, to say about it mark yeah it's a super fun song i absolutely adore the bongo breaks um that they take where everything cuts out and it's just bongos and him singing um you know the agony of trying to call people before cell phones and texting like you guys won't know what that's about but frank you bring up an interesting point we're in a period where there are songs about texting and calling people on their cell phone or not answering your phone and texting them back where you had to call people and leave messages and hope that you got through and you know talk to somebody's sister or somebody's dad or somebody and like Oh, I just want to talk to the person I'm calling. And like the fact that like they decided to make a, a silly dance number about like being given the wrong number. It's, it's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. So, ah, uh, it's, uh, it's my turn still, uh, it is. for the, the last track downtown downtown, uh, you know, such a fun way to end a record. I felt like, you know, obviously this is a cover. Um, you feel like you're at the end of a night as a party is winding down and the band's like, you know, it'd be cute. We kind of know downtown. Why don't we play that for you for a little bit? And it just makes everybody happy and you smile and you had such a good time and you kind of half hug them as they're playing and you just, you go out into the night, man, and you just head home and, and try to sleep off what a fun night you just had. Nice. Love yeah. it. Yeah. As you said, it's a cover. It's a Petula Clark cover. Uh, I never really believe it or not like the original, but I like how they made it their own. And when Ricky's guitar came in towards the last quarter of the song it made it much better, I like this version better than the original recorded version. It's a great way to end an album. Um, just it's fun. And like you said, you know, it's to end your night, you play that song and, and you're golden, man, you're golden. Yeah. I feel like they could have done like a, Folks at home, if you know the Swinging Utters, and my, one of my favorite songs, Catastrophe, where they're just kind of like, uh, all you hear is people talking and clinking beers together. Yeah. And, like, and kind of singing along. Like, if they had done that at the end of this track, it would have been, like, perfection. Like, 10 out of 10, this thing's fucking perfect. I think right now it's, like, a 9.8 out of 10. It's just such a cool way. Yeah. Anyways, you know, like, look, you've heard me complain about how fat and hot it is. Um, this is the perfect <laughs> summer album. It's so good. It's light. It's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And it just leaves you feeling good. Um, it was so fun to revisit this album. And I, and I don't think I had listened to it in, in many years in its entirety. Um, this is definitely a check out this record. This is definitely a go find this record for your home stereo. Yeah. I mean, this record and band, they're just fun overall. This is a, 
innocent yet innovative uh, there's an innocent i'm sorry yet innovative playfulness to them it's not life-changing this isn't the dylan record that we just reviewed where you're going to question everything in your existence right um yeah. you want to say something mark would you say it's innovating and innocent uh i would say yeah absolutely okay Yes. That, I wasn't uh, sure if you were trying to say that or not. No, no, yeah. It's it's innocent, yet it's also innovative, and there's a playfulness to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Innovant. In, 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 oh, I can't even say that word. Innovative. innovative right. Innocent. Fun, yeah, fun, yet playful? Yes. Or yet fun and playful? Sure. Okay. <laughs> People I'm, listening right now are like, the fuck are these idiots doing? <laughs> and I'm just having a good time. So Yeah, and I mumble folks, so you guys, you know, gotta ah, get past that. <laughs> you're doing great. This is a, a throw it on and enjoy yourself. I yeah. get their popularity and credit in their respective scene. I do think tunes like Love Shack give them like an insane connotation and I and I get that. And insane I mean that they are another band other other than this or that they didn't start from this. Uh, but there's many bands out there that had one song kind of uh, make them popular and not really define them. So it's really not a proper representation. Um, maybe, you know, that should be an episode, uh, you know, in the future about bands that have like this one song, but that really doesn't represent kind of, kind of who they are. Uh, listen, they're, they're new wave post-punk, and their jovial tone is matched by the three pronged vocal arsenal of Schneider, Wilson, and, Childhood crush Pearson. I mean, it's just, it's, it's all right there. And again, the guitars are spot on and almost act as a form of singing uh, with, their, with the harmonies. And it's just memorable. I'm always fascinated with band's origins, right? And where the members are from. Because I really feel, again, that lays the foundation down for the overall sound. Now, Pearson and Schneider are Northeasterners from Jersey. Pearson stated she'd never been to the South before her move to Athens, Georgia. The other members were born and raised in that area. And I think all that, and their personalities, which there was uh, just dynamic in general, uh, and all their talents put together attributed uh, for this sound and what you heard early on. And that's why I think that band is, uh, is and was unique and uh, they should get a lot more credit than they do. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You made an interesting point. I think people do try to pigeonhole them based on Love Shack and yeah. – I feel like you're only getting half of the, you know, every coin's got two sides. You're only looking dead square at one side of that. Turn that coin over. There's a lot, a lot, a lot on that other side. Just phenomenal musicianship. Uh, really fun vocal performances. Some, some really cool lyrics. If you, if you dig down in there, you can really find some fun stuff. Um, it's really cool. You, yeah. uh, you, you ready for me to announce next week's episode? Oh, I can't wait, my man. I'm pretty excited. Uh, this one's, semi a listener request um i asked my brother uh what, what what metallica album should we do um and seth said we're getting our talica on and we're doing ride the mother flipping lightning um actually i'm, I'm making that up he said fucking <laughs> yeah seth said fucking mom um so seth, yeah, seth's in trouble that's all i got Tony. yeah he's in trouble it's gonna be a good time <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of Metallica things, some things you're going to agree with, some things you're going to disagree with. Um, you know, should Lars have died and not Cliff? We'll find out if, if Frank has an opinion about that next week. Stay tuned. 
Oh, I got him. Look, folks. Oh, you got me. That was good. Frank's not going to be touching that with a Denver Bull. Uh, no. That, no, okay. <laughs> Listen. Hey, shout out to Frank, though. If you're watching on YouTube, you've seen by now, he is wearing the dopest Descendants t-shirt. That's right. You all wear Descendants t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> and it's got Milo. It's got Milo. I don't want to grow up. And it's really, really cool. And the girls always think it's after that TV series on Disney Descendants, which is not. So anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, yes, we're going to be talking about Metallica. We're going to be looking at Ride the Lightning. And then we also got a cool compiled list of our rankings of the albums. So it's going to be really, really fun. Listen, uh, Metallica was a huge influence on, on the both of us. Uh, for me in particular, those first four albums, the thrash punk stuff's amazing. And there's some really great stuff past that too. And it's going to be interesting. Um, and I can't wait just to go ahead and, and talk about them. We love talking about them. We've talked about them so much in our band days, uh, off the record here and everything. So it's going to be really cool. Right, Mark? Absolutely. A uh, little shout out. Yeah, absolutely, man. Man, okay, here we go. So, uh, and I know they gave us a shout out on their on a on the, their show. So, I'd like to give a shout out to our buddies over at Life Sports and Stuff Podcast. They're our buddies, uh, so give them a listen as well, um, as well as our show, of course. But give them a listen. Uh, of course, thank you everyone for listening. Leave us leave us a comment, a like, subscribe. Uh, suggest an album tell us anything you want uh yep. we're big boys we could take it uh just don't be a dick about it whoa That's whoa, 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 whoa 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 leave whoa, my man. feelings out of this stuff <laughs> um, no hey uh definitely check those guys out i love the and stuff part of that show it really gets deep uh and until next time bye-bye <laughs>